What's up and welcome to the DualSense podcast for episode 172, a very much delayed episode 172. I am one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm joined, of course, by your other co-host. His name is Travis, and we're uh, getting back on the horse tonight after almost a month off. Travis, how are you tonight? Fine. Live. Yeah, you're live. You're your uh your name tonight we're back on zencaster we're just getting back on all kinds of horses and your your zencaster name tonight is hugh janus mm-hmm. you had a big horse one. yeah named it after your wife <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i won't tell her that don't worry Shh. i won't tell her anything going on good tonight i know you've been you know you've been working like a dog at work and uh, all like all that good stuff so yeah um i'll give you a little the most recent one. Um, we had a human that we had reasonable suspicion for, so we set up the situation. Basically, the way it works is uh, you can do a drug test or you can not have a job. And oh, okay. The human in question said, "Yeah, I'll do the drug test." So we're waiting for the for the Uber to pull up, and <laughs> the she Uber. gets annoyed, I guess, and. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is I don't, I don't care. So I don't want to hear any stories or I don't care what your rationale is. And um, definitely I'm not worried about um, your opinion. And she's like, mm. you know, lots of people smoke. And I was like, this is about you, not them. And then she's like, you even have a smoking section outside. And I said, for cigarettes, yes. Correct. And she looked yeah. at me like that didn't occur to her, that it was only for cigarettes. <laughs> It's not Oregon. It's not like, California. First of all, it's illegal in the state. So what you're doing isn't even a question. <laughs> like, what right. the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Anyway, so then she's like, she started to say something else, and I said, "Are you quitting or are you taking the test?" And then she just looked at me, and she just was like, "I'm quitting." I said, "Well, then give me your fucking badge." <laughs> I love it. Is that what you said, verbatim? <laughs> yeah. Just get out of here. Yeah. I yeah, wanted to say get the fuck out of my building, but I didn't. I didn't say that. Yeah. You wanted to, you wanted to uh, Bob De Niro her from Casino, but you did. Yeah, you're a good man, good man. I feel like we should explain our prolonged absence a little bit, Travis. I mean, I've been explaining on social media, but if you don't follow us on there, so <laughs> we've been. I think this is literally one month uh, since our last show. So what happened was week one, first week we had technical issues. Uh, I think the second week maybe we had technical issues. Third week. Let me back up. First week, we had technical issues with our podcast whole thing that we used to record. Second week, I got COVID. And then the third week, I was kind of recovering from COVID. And then the fourth week, my dog, I had to put my dog to sleep, which is the last weekend. So I had a sick dog. She had cancer, uh, RIP. So I had to, I mean, it's just been a fucking meat grinder. Would you agree? I mean, at least for me. I mean, I know for you at work too, but we, we've been going through it, yeah. I would say. We should write a ballad, like a country ballad about it. You know, like literally, we now have the we now have the form. I lost my dog today. My truck left me too. Mm-hmm. You know, got yeah. COVID. Make sure you put COVID in there and fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> We're right on pace. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. So anyway, Travis, we're back uh, for, you know, for a little bit. And it's a good week to be back because it's one hell of a humdinger of a show here. We've got a big boy, We've got a big one, kind of like your Janus. It's huge. It's a it's a huge Janus, and it's a huge show uh, for you all this week. And uh, but before we get into uh, the news here, 
we would uh, like to remind you, first of all, if you do enjoy the show, please leave us a rating or review on your podcast service. Uh, also, if you're on YouTube listening, leave us a like or a comment. It's very helpful. We'd appreciate a subscription as well. If you're unfamiliar with the show, we do typically uh, all of the week's PlayStation news. We cover it in under 90 minutes and post new episodes on all of the usual podcast services around the world, as well as the aforementioned YouTube. Uh, we'd also love to hear from you on social media if you don't follow us there on X or the artist formerly known as Twitter. We go by at the DualSense Pod, which is also our handle on Instagram, Threads, and Facebook. Our website is thedualsensepodcast.wordpress.com. You can get the shows there as well if you prefer. And in addition to show notes, our photos and bios. So just find us wherever is easiest for you and give us a listen and give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. So without any further ado, Travis, we got a big show to get into here. And uh, kind of like I said, can't wait to get into it like you, Janus. So here we go. Starting with number one, Rockstar finally unveiled the first trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 this week, releasing it a day early after it was leaked online. The trailer was 90 seconds long, it was 91 seconds to be precise, and showed off a gorgeous next-gen version of Vice City with numerous references to viral Florida Man moments from real life. We also got our first look at protagonists and lovers, Lucia and Jason. As you, that's, that's, that's a good name for a protagonist. As you might expect, the trailer blew up immediately, garnering over 100 million views in just over 24 hours, breaking numerous world records and cementing just how big of a cultural touchstone that, that the Grand Theft Auto franchise has become over the years. We'll be waiting a while, though, however, for the next generation-defining GTA game, as it has been dated for a vague 2025 release window for PS5 only, no PS4, which is good news, and oddly, no PC version, Travis. So I'm sure you've, uh, I know you've seen the trailer at this this point, and, you know, it's 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 a big piece of news. So just what are your what are your thoughts on GTA 6, the trailer, whatever? Yeah, the trailer looked awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I, the, the negative Nancy questions are like, you know, is, is the beach really going to be that densely populated? Uh, sure. Is it really going to look as lively as it is? Are people really going to be twerking on cars? Those are all fair questions. Yeah, I agree. But there's like the detail, if you looked at it, you know, we've heard, you know, we've heard rumors that we'd be able to go into any building. And if you watch the, the trailer, mm. you know, you can see TVs on through windows. You can see storefronts with all kinds of stuff on the inside. So it, it, even if I can't go in, the fact that I can see in the windows is pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, graphically, of course, it looks really good, but, you know, are all those vertical slices? Probably. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you can question about it, I guess, but there's so many. I really like what they did with the with the Florida Man stuff. Like, there's so many little Easter eggs there. Yeah. And it's just fun to, you know, I couldn't, I was really stoked for the trailer. I think I oh, sent yeah. you guys the leak, and I wasn't sure if it was real or not at the time. Turned out to be. Turned out to be, and it was great. But also, I've enjoyed watching all the follow-up videos showing us the Easter eggs and the conspiracy theories already. And you know, mm-hmm. somebody found Tyree Kill's car in, in the game because it had his license plate name on it. Um, yeah, there's already theories about the main characters and like what they are and what they're not, and mm-hmm. um, even the prison, like. The prison looked way more lively than than the you know what I mean than the old Vice City like, right? I th- obviously, something's happening in the prison. I don't know if you start the game off there or what, but it looks um, it looks like everything is 
alive. So excited to see more. Highly disappointed at the very end when they told us 2025. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Honestly, I'm surprised that they that they said 2025 only for the reason that I I was certain that they were going to say 2024. You know, holiday 2024, something like that. Yep. And they were going to delay it to 2025. So the fact that they are just coming out and saying 2025, that's either good news that, you know, they just went ahead and said, listen, you know, 2024 is not feasible or it's terrible news because they say 2025 and it's going to be 2026. Yeah, we <laughs> so, know it's not going to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's on the table. It's a possibility. And the other thing, you know, you're talking about people breaking down the trailer, finding Easter eggs, all that stuff. That's all very cool. and. I hope people are settle in because I think we're we might not hear anything else for a long time. Like I yeah. think I saw something online about like the the gap between like the reveal or the announcement trailer and the next trailer, and it was like for Red Dead it was like eleven months for GTA Five is like ten months. So just settle in. We got some time. We won't hear anything for a good while about this game. But uh, I think you said it perfectly. It it looked very alive and. Hopefully this is what the game looks like. Hopefully this was not just, you know, CG or uh, anything like that. Hopefully it was not vertical slices, as you say. Hopefully it was in-engine, you know, showing off really what the game will look like and what it can do. I feel like a lot of it is real from the fact that it's, uh, you know, not, it's only coming to PS5. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a, that's a good sign. And, uh, you know, I think PS5 Pro also will be out before this game comes out, so that'll definitely help run this game better as well. As, so that's something to to consider. But there, the one of my favorite theories so far is that I've seen this week is that the trailer is chronic chronologically in reverse. So there's a theory that when it opens with the shot of her in prison talking to the, the counselor or therapist or whatever. There's a thought that that's actually the end of the game and that it's going in reverse. So then when you rewatch it that way, it, it kind of seems like that could be the case. So that's kind of a neat little just fan theory that's floating around out yeah. there. And we'll be getting a lot of YouTube breakdowns like that for the next 10 or 12 months. I wonder if like the game is just you playing snippets of her therapy sessions almost. Mm, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. I do like the kind of like Bonnie and Clyde moti motif that, uh, you know they're portraying i think that's that's cool like you know no offense to michael and trevor and the crazy motherfucker i'm sorry yeah michael trevor i don't remember the other one Franklin. CJ? Oh. trevor's the crazy one but uh no offense to those guys but i think narratively i think this seems like it has more potential yeah but it just makes me excited for red dead 3 because it's like when i see all that mm. shit and how dense the animals look and everything because mm. like if you look at the trailer there's like dolphins and turtles and Whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah. It's like, dude, think about how wild a new Red Dead would be, but whatever. Man, listen, I think about it a lot. Trust me. I uh, I think about it a lot. Get sad. Sometimes cry, sometimes cut myself. Uh, fun fact, my child will be walking by the time GTA 6 releases. It might be that. in school. <laughs> it could be in school. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I hate that. Anyway, let's move on here to another big one. Number two, the Game Awards, Travis, the Keeleys, as I have been affectionately calling them. They were just last night on Thursday, and it was a big show. Big, big show. Lots of interesting games revealed, and PlayStation had a very surprisingly heavy presence at this show. So 
as you know, I typically do with these sorts of things. I just did everything. I listed everything that was announced or showed something in order, just kind of a bullet point. So I'll run through them here. Feel free to jump in here and stop me if anything stands out to you that you want to talk about, and I'll do the same here. So the, the show began at 7.30 Eastern with a 30-minute pre-show. Uh, at that 30-minute pre-show, the first reveal, and by the way, I'm not including any of the award winners because I don't really care about that, and uh, it's, this is my podcast, so I'm just going to talk about the games that were announced and shown. So there's that. So first game that we saw during the pre-show was Brothers, a Tale of Two Sons remake. Saw a trailer for that. We learned that it's releasing February 28th for PlayStation 5. Then we saw a trailer for Daniel Mullen's new game. He's the creator of Inscription, which is a very cool game. His new game is called Pony Island 2 Panda Circus. Uh, that was followed by a trailer for The Rise of the Golden Idol, which is some type of murder mystery, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, we learned that it's coming to PS4 and PS5. Then we saw a trailer for action adventure game Usual June, which is releasing in 2025. So we're starting to get some 2025 games announced here, which is interesting. After that was a trailer for action RPG Archfield. And uh, yeah, that's that's all I wrote there for that one. So that one must not have intrigued me very much. Uh, then was a trailer for Warhammer 40,000 Rogue Trader, which is out now on PlayStation. Then we got an announcement for Thrasher, which is a new rhythm action game from the creator of Thumper, the artist and composer of Thumper, I should say. It's coming to consoles and VR in 2024. Looks kind of neat. After that was a trailer for Puzzle Platformer World of Goo 2, releasing, which is releasing in 2024. And then that was the end of the pre-show, and we got into the proper, the show proper, the Game Awards, as it were. The first announcement we got from a game uh, world premiere standpoint was was uh, presented by Matthew McConaughey, nonetheless, and uh, who's partnered with Austin-based developer Archetype Entertainment, who showed off a trailer for their third-person sci-fi RPG called Exodus, and uh, it is coming to PS5, and the trailer had a little bit of gameplay in it, and uh, McConaughey was there, Travis, because he is voicing a character in the game, which is kind of neat. So uh, this game looks really cool. It's got big-time... Mass Effect vibes, and uh, I'm here for it. I dig it. I dig it a lot. After that, PlayStation Studios showed off their uh, first uh, reveal of the show, which was a trailer to announce God of War Ragnarok and its roguelike expansion called Valhalla, and it's a free DLC that's launching December the 12th, and it's an epilogue of sorts for Kratos, and uh, yeah, so everything's getting a roguelike uh, mode. The Last of Us Part Two Remastered, God of War Ragnarok, so, so that was the first announcement from PlayStation Studios for the night. After that, we saw an announcement trailer for a new game from the untitled Goose Game team called Big Walk. It is a cooperative slice-of-life puzzle game coming in 2025 that looks quite interesting. What do, what do we do on that? Um, I'm trying to remember. God, they all blend together now, but I felt like, I felt like it was like, it's, it was open world... And, you know, we could craft stuff and, like, have a base or whatever, but then we could go out and solve, like, environmental puzzles and, like, unlock new shit. If I remember correctly, I think that was that game. It looks kind of neat. So after that, we got a story trailer for side-scrolling platformer Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, and it's getting a free demo on January the 11th. It's just, I can't believe that's still a thing. It's been happening for 25 years. 
Well, this is a different Prince of Persia game. You're, but you're right, though. The remake or whatever the other one is, the print, the Sands of Time remake, that, that has been around forever. And we still don't have a release date for that one. But this is this is something else. But Ubisoft apparently loves Prince of Persia. <clears throat> After that was a trailer for Lego Fortnite, which we're going to discuss in a moment. And it looks great. It looks awesome. Then there was a reveal trailer for Kimuri, a cooperative action game in development by Akumi Nakamura, who's the uh, former, who's a former executive or uh, team lead on Ghostwire Tokyo for Tango GameWorks. So uh, it was just a cinematic thing. It looked, looked neat, kind of just showed off the concept of the game. Looks interesting. Then there was a trailer for a new fantasy action RPG for a new fantasy action RPG. Excuse me, excuse me, called No Rest for the Wicked from Moon Studios, the creators of the Ori series, and it looks fucking awesome. It looks so good. Oh my god, it looks good. And uh, they the place learn some more about this game through the PlayStation Store listing. Um, it has uh, online co op for up to three other people, so four players total online co op. Uh, they can stay with you the entire time or they can just run, roam off and do their own thing. So you can join my game and you could play with me or not play with me at all. What, what are we doing? Are we witches? Uh, we're like, uh, what is it? It's like a holy, we're like a holy warrior and we're killing creatures and soldiers and stuff like that. So we're knights? Essentially. <sighs> okay. <laughs> then Travis, this is an awesome yeah, What is? What Sega. are they doing? Or Sega. They're doing something big and they're doing something good. Or Sega, as it were, announced that a number of its classic franchises have new games in development with a sizzle reel that they showed off. The titles include Crazy Taxi, Streets of Rage, Jet Set Radio, Golden Axe, and Shinobi. And this is fantastic news. They all looked awesome. They're just clips here and there of all of them. They look fucking dope. This is, I can't, I can't believe they're doing this. This is awesome. So they, you know, they didn't announce just one game. They announced five. And they said there's more than, they have more than that in development, apparently, even. So, uh, yeah, Crazy Taxi looks great. Streets of Rage looks great. Golden Axe looks great. I'm not even a Jet Set Radio guy, and it looks great. So, exciting news from them. Then we saw a gameplay trailer for Dragon Ball Z Sparking Zero which is coming to PS5, and I don't have any idea what, what type of game that is, but I know people were excited about it. Uh, then there was a trailer for a single-player, for a single-player Dead by Daylight game that had been rumored from Supermassive Games. It's called The Casting of Frank Stone. <laughs> Terrible fucking name. God's bad. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't understand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Then there was an announcement trailer for action RPG Visions of Mana from Square Enix. For all you fucking nerds out there, and it's coming to PS4 and PS5 in 2024. PlayStation Studios came back around after that with a new trailer for Rise of the Ronin from developer Team Ninja. It looks like it has co-op to me, Travis, and uh, it actually looks great. It's releasing March 22nd for PlayStation 5. I haven't watched the trailer. It's on my watch later. Uh, it has co-op, mm-hmm. though. That sounds fun. I think it would be hard to pass up if it has co-op. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if it's like a hard one of those like hard like souls like games or not and it's never i don't think it's like been clearly said but it's been somewhat implied uh so i'm, I'm still trying to figure that out but co-op does sound awesome speaking of co-op travis co-op survival horror game outlast trials <laughs> which uh you and i are familiar with the outlast series it's coming to ps4 and ps5 on march the 5th and it looks brutal and gory and outrageous 
Hideo Kojima showed up next on stage and to show off his Xbox game called OD, which I know that's not PlayStation news, but it's interesting to see that his rumored, or uh, not rumored, but I guess announced Xbox project is coming to fruition. He's partnered with Jordan Pill to make, uh, make that game, which is a horror game of some sort. After that, the announcement trailer for a new Jurassic Park game, which is a survival horror game. It's called Jurassic Park Survival, and it's coming to PlayStation 5, and it's based on the first movie. So that's a very interesting concept yeah, that's because, cool. I mean, yeah, it's a really cool idea. You, run, you know, running, hiding from the dinosaurs and shit. That's cool. Can't believe nobody's ever done that yet. Then we saw a trailer for Rocket Racing, which is another one of those games like Lego Fortnite that is now out in Fortnite as of uh, the time that you're, you're listening to this. So we're going to talk more about Fortnite in just a moment, like I said. Then there was a new gameplay trailer for Black Myth Wukong, the hardcore action RPG, and we got a release date. It's coming out on August the 20th for PlayStation 5. After that was a new gameplay trailer for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which just had a closed alpha. Then there was a trailer for the next Warframe expansion called Whispers in the Walls, and it's releasing December the 13th on PlayStation. Then there was an announcement trailer trailer for a new EA Originals game, it's a side-scrolling action platformer called Tales of Kinzera, Zao, and it's releasing April 23rd. It looks really cool, actually. Uh, it looks really, really cool. Keep my eye on that one. Then we saw a trailer for a survival horror game, for, for, for a survival horror game, excuse me, from Don't Nod called Lost Records Bloom and Rage. It's coming to PS5 in late 2024. Then there was a trailer for a hardcore action RPG called the First Berserker Kazan, and it looks pretty dope, actually. It's got a really cool art style. Then we got our, a new trailer for Honkai Star Rail and its new content that's coming to the free-to-play game. Skull and Bones showed up, Travis, believe it or not, and they announced that it's releasing on February the 16th. Holy shit. Yeah, so we finally got a release date, and it's uh, also having a closed beta on all platforms, they claim. From December the 15th through December the 18th, and you can register for that now on the Skull and Bones game yeah. website. So I can't believe this. Why are we this. not doing this? <laughs> oh, I'm signed up. I'm waiting for my email. There we go. You better sign can't up. Can't wait. This is, better God, I hope, it's, I hope it's glitchy as fuck. I uh, just can't wait. You know what? Watch it be the best game know, you've man. ever played. Watch it be immaculate. That's what I was, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I don't know. <laughs> what if it turns out to be good? You know what I mean? Like, what if, like, after all this time, it's a, it's fucking hot garbage, it's a mess, and then they've just figured something out in the last, you know, year, and it's good. I don't know. I guess we'll find out here in uh, a week or so when we're selling the, selling the seas, being pirates. Look at us. Anyway. <laughs> after that was a trailer for Arcane Leon's new game. It's Marvel's Blade, which will be an Xbox exclusive, no doubt, but worth pointing out, because of the Marvel ties and obviously PlayStation's ties with Marvel through Spider-Man and the fact that it, it looks dope. What's interesting about this is that no one, including Xbox or Arcane, has specifically said that the game is exclusive to Xbox at this point. So that's kind of left the door open a little bit. People are doubting whether or not it's actually going to be exclusive you know, to Xbox. We'll see. There's one guy on Twitter who's like an ex-developer. Can't remember his name. Something Smith. He claims that in 2022, Marvel, any, anything, any game projects greenlit from 2022 and on, Marvel has said that they cannot be platform exclusive. 
he claims. Apparently, Wolverine obviously was greenlit well before that. It was announced in 2021, so that's why it's not, you know, multi-platform. But I don't know. You got to take all that with a grain of salt. But apparently, that's a rumor out there right now. So after that, Anthony Mackie showed up to announce season two of Twisted Metal on Peacock. So Peacock is greenlit a second season of the Twisted Metal show, which I still haven't even watched the first season of. Then we saw an announcement trailer for a new AAA futuristic open world RPG called Last Sentinel from some former Rockstar employees, and it looks pretty fucking dope. It looks like a new uh, Cyberpunk 2077 in a way, but it's got a female protagonist. Uh, it, it looks cool. Very cool. Worth watching. Then there was a new trailer for free to play action or third person action game, the, the first descendant, I almost said the last descendant. We got the last Sentinel and the first Descendant. And uh, the first Descendant is launching next summer for PS4 and PS5. It's developed on Unreal Engine 5. And uh, it's a pretty cool game. We played the closed beta uh, a, while, a little while back. Then there was a new trailer for Zenless Zone Zero, another game from Hoyoverse, the same people behind Genjin Impact and Honkai Star Rail. It's launching sometime next year. Then we saw a gameplay trailer for Mecha Break. It's a mech action game and it's coming to playstation then we saw playstation studios again with a new gameplay trailer for hell divers 2 believe it or not and i am fucking stoked for that one god i'm stoked fuck so you get though you don't get any dates we got a date for that february bet. the 8th yeah but so it's you can pre-order it right now daddy already has <laughs> daddy already has then we saw a new trailer for warhammer 40,000 space marine 2 which had been delayed after previously being expected to release this year. It's been delayed all the way to September 9th of next year, which is a significant delay. Uh, almost a full year, but it uh, looks great. Looks like a very good game. It's got major Gears of War vibes. Then we got an announcement trailer for a sci-fi extraction shooter called Exoborn from some of the creators of The Division, believe it or not. It's coming to PlayStation at some point in the future. That's all we know at this point. Then there was a new trailer for No Man's Sky, teasing a new expansion in 2024, but Sean Murray and Hello Games announced their next game as well. He took the stage with Jeff Keighley and said that they've been working on it for five years. He claims it's the first real open-world game, and he said that it's a singular Earth-sized uh, scaled planet in term, instead of a huge universe. They showed off the first trailer for it. It looks fucking amazing. It's a game called Light No Fire, and it looks unreal. So hopefully this isn't another No Man's Sky situation where they overpromise and underdeliver, but surely not at this point. After all the goodwill they built up, that was my favorite game of the whole show. It looks incredible. Then we got a trailer for Final Fantasy 16 DLC as we came to the end of the show here. One of them shadow dropped last night, and it's called Echoes of the Fallen. Another one is coming in the spring, and it's called The Rising Tide. After that was a uh, announcement that Alan Wake 2 New Game Plus is dropping Monday, December the 11th, so today. Uh, they actually announced that during uh, an acceptance speech for an award. Then, as I have been pre predicting for a while now, at just about every Keeley show, the finals, Travis, the first-person team competitive shooter, free-to-play shooter that you and I played the beta for not too long ago, Showed off a new trailer, and it shadow dropped during the show. So it's out now on PS5, which is very cool. And then the show closed with 
a announcement trailer for Monster Hunter Wilds from Capcom. It was the final world premiere, and it's coming to PlayStation 5 in 2025, so another 2025 game. And that was all for the Game Awards in terms of announcements. All right, so we'll move on here to number three. Following a large round of layoffs, Destiny developer and PlayStation subsidiary Bungie appears to be in massively dire straits, according to a new report from IGN, who claims the studio could lose its independence under Sony. According to their sources, IGN says that Bungie's board of directors is currently comprised of PlayStation Studios head Herman Holst, Sony Interactive Entertainment Senior Vice President Eric Lempel, who I think is going to replace Jim Ryan in a few months, as well as Bungie co-founder Jason Jones, Bungie Chief Technical Officer Louis Viegas, 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 I don't know, and CEO Pete Parsons. The split board structure is contingent, however, on Bungie hitting certain financial goals. Failing to hit those marks means that Sony and PlayStation could dissolve the current board and assume full control of the company. Sources went on to tell IGN that a company-wide hiring freeze has been instituted, as well as reduced travel budgets, no holiday bonuses, and a freeze on cost-of-living adjustments, all of which have led to decreased employee morale, as you might imagine, and a fear internally that further layoffs are coming. In fact, one employee told IGN, quote, We know we need final shape to do well, which is the next Destiny 2 expansion, and the feeling at the studio is that if it doesn't, we're definitely looking at more layoffs. End. Quote. What do you think? Yeah, they're going to get um, absorbed. Um, what do they have that's supposed to make them hit these financial marks? I mean, we don't know what they are. They could be completely reasonable if if the shape does well or final shape does well. But it doesn't mm-hmm. read that way. Cutting bonuses no. and cost of living adjustments. I mean, they're really pinching pennies. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's going to get completely eaten up by PlayStation at this point. And it kind of makes you wonder if PlayStation bought Bungie knowing that was the case, knowing that they could kind of, kind of cannibalize it. Interesting. They, yeah. they had to have seen something. I mean, I, you know, you have to share financials before you buy somebody, I presume, to get make sure you get a decent yeah. price. They had to have known, like, they were going to set these markers that were kind of difficult to reach. I don't know, man. It's just, I, I fully assume in the next four months we'll hear that this is, they've lost all independence completely. Interesting. Yeah, I... Well, first of all, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> everything about this sounds bad. All everything that they're cutting, the fact that we we've talked about before on the show that they, I think we have anyway, that they have uh, missed their revenue projections by forty five percent, almost half uh, the revenue this year that they thought they were going to have. All of those things do not spell good. Uh, <laughs> that's not good news. So, yes, I think that they are very much in trouble. I think that they have to nail the final shape. They have to get people back in. They have to get people buy it to buy it. They have to get people to, you know, buy microtransactions and all that type of shit. Uh, they've also, you know, Bloomberg reported that they delayed Marathon, which is the their big extraction shooter that everyone is excited about. So that revenue is not coming anytime soon. So yes, I think it's a possibility that Sony could do this. Now, does Sony want to? I don't know. The optics of that, you know, could be bad. They buy, you know, a company that they promise is going to remain independent and that their games are going to come come to all platforms, et cetera. And then they go back on their word and they absorb them. Not a great look, but to your point, I had never considered the fact that maybe that they knew Bungie wasn't doing great 
they bailed them out in a way with $3.6 billion, knowing that they were going to set these goals for them and that if they didn't meet them, that they were just going to take them over. You know, I mean, maybe. I mean, it is, you know, it's a corporation. Those things happen. Hostile takeovers in a way. and Or there, we, there's a lot of unknowns, right? I mean, we don't know. Bungie could have gone to PlayStation or Sony knowing the type of trouble that they were in looking for, you know, a, a bailout in a sense. So uh, those are all things we don't know, but those are all certainly possibilities. But it certainly doesn't look good at the moment for Bungie, which which sucks because, you know, Marathon looks great. I think that it that game in particular, if they do get absorbed, it'll be interesting to see if that remains multi-platform or becomes a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, you know, when you lose power, things change. So, we'll see. Number four, Fortnite released three new games within the game this week, Travis, making it a full-blown, or marking, excuse me, a full-blown transition to a gaming platform such as Roblox. For starters, Epic Games and the Lego brand have partnered on Lego Fortnite, an open-world survival crafting game that is akin to Minecraft. Rocket Racing is another game. It's a new high-speed arcade racer from Epic-owned studio Psyonix, the team behind Rocket League. And last is Fortnite Festival, a rhythm-based music experience made by rock band studio Harmonix, which will feature The Weeknd as the first season's featured artist. So they've gone full platform, metaverse, whatever. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm kind of feeling all this. Uh, I think I think this is, is cool shit. Uh, what do you think about it? Fart noise? I just, I don't... Well, what do you, I mean, I load up Fortnite and I wander over to the racing area and then I wander over to the Lego part of the map. Is that how this works? I think you just select it as like the, you know, like a mode, like a game mode almost at the main menu. Oh, I see. I liked it better if it was towns. Yeah, that would be cool. That's a cool idea. I mean, I guess it's cool. I mean, the Lego thing was weird to me, but it's, um, makes more sense now that it's explained in that way. Yeah. I just don't, I don't, um, yeah, I don't know what I think about it. I mean, I don't. The fact that I can play games on Netflix is still really weird to me. Yeah, true. I I don't know. I just why not just make another game? Like, why do we need to use the same platform? I don't I don't understand yeah. that at all. That's what's what that's the part I don't understand. I don't understand why everything has to be in one like one mm-hmm. app or like you know everybody wants sure. everything. Like I don't know. It's like Amazon, right? Like it's mm-hmm. the Amazon of games. Yeah, it's just weird to me. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good comparison. I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's like brand identity, like you know Coca Cola, like there's you know Coke Vanilla and Cherry Coke, whatever. Like I don't. Yeah, know if but it's I don't open up a things. Coke can and then select what drink I want, and then the can changes. <laughs> Not yet. Sure. I mean, sure. No, that I would be that. cool if I could do that though. That would be kind of cool. That w- see, see, you just saw, you just solve your own Fortnite problem. Oh, God. You can log in log into Fortnite. I want to play. I want to play, uh, you know, an extraction shooter. Got it. I want to play an arcade racer. Cool. I want to play a basketball game. Like, you know, that's, that's uh, for better or worse, that's the world we're headed, heading toward. Uh, I, I dig this. I think this is, this is cool. It's all free. Microtransactions, of course. I think the Lego Fortnite thing is, is neat. You know, I'm kind of a, of a Lego game sucker, I guess. The one actually though that interests me the most is the Rocket Racing game because uh, it looks it looks really cool. They put out a gameplay trailer today, looks interesting. I'll check out the Fortnite Festival thing. Just 
on principle because, um, you know, I dig like rock band and, and guitar hero. And I even liked that one game. Oh my gosh. That, uh, user. Yeah. It's called Fuser. Uh, that was a cool game. It was like a DJ game. So this seems to have that kind of vibe to it. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, I never thought I would say this, but Fortnite, you know, I talk about how I check in on that game like once a year or so and play it, play it for a little bit. Uh, Fortnite's kind of, kind of, kind of doing it for me right now. We'll see. Um, we'll see how I feel though. Actually, after I actually like check all these things out at some point. Number five. Sony revealed November's most downloaded games on the PlayStation Store this week, Travis, on PlayStation 5. The top download was Modern Warfare 3, followed by Spider-Man 2, Madden 24, FC 24, NBA 2K24, Grand Theft Auto 5, Mortal Kombat 1, Baldur's Gate 3, UFC 5, Hogwarts Legacy, Naruto Cross Baruto, Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections, Alan Wake 2, Assassin's Creed Mirage, God of War Ragnarok, Ark Survival Ascended, Cyberpunk 2077, Gran Turismo 7, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Final Fantasy 16, Robocop Rogue City at number 20. And then over on PS4, the top downloaded game was also Modern Warfare 3, followed by Red Dead Redemption 2, Minecraft, FC 24, NBA 2K24, Five Nights at Freddy's Got Fingered, Need for Speed Heat, Black Ops 3, Hogwarts Legacy, Injustice 2, A Way Out, Batman Arkham Knight, Gang Beasts, of course, The Hunter Call of the Wild, and at number 20 on PS4 was Need for Speed Payback. Over on PSVR 2, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution was the most downloaded game, followed by Beat Saber, Synapse, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Moss Book 2, Walkabout Mini Golf, Pavlov, Vampire the Masquerade Justice, Dark Picture Switchback VR, and NFL Pro Era at number 10. And then over on free-to-play, the top three games were Fortnite, Roblox, and Warzone. Okay, does anything stand out to you here on the list? I kind of want to play NFL Pro Air. I have no reason why. Um, my cousin told me he would sell me his VR2 for uh, $450, and um, I mean, I'll just buy a new one at that point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Nothing really blows me away surprising wise uh, the robocop i thought was interesting even though it's a 20 um arc survival is interesting yeah it looks cool. uh, baldur's gate staying up there at eight i thought that was interesting in the top 10 uh, why is ufc popular i don't get it but other than that yeah people love the that. top s- six seven don't really surprise me at all like even mortal Kombat. i mean i, I get all of it the naruto mm-hmm. surprises me a little bit i would have thought that would be a little bit lower but you know people love their anime shit i don't know what that's about yeah I don't get that one. Yeah, I mean, I would expect God of War to go up next month with this new add-on, so I would say that'll be pretty mm. high, would yeah, be my guess. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but nothing else really. I don't care about the other ones. Uh, I do want to point out, Ark Survival Ascended was on it was, it was on, on sale for literally the last month of November. So it only, in, in basically 24 hours, it cracked the top 20, uh, most top 15 most downloaded games on the PlayStation Store for PS5. So very impressive. Very popular game. Looks cool. It's an, it's been remade in Unreal Engine 5. Uh, you, you capture and ride dinosaurs and build settlements with other players and try to survive and stuff. It, it looks cool. It's a neat concept. And uh, let's see here what else. PS4, there's Game Beasts, of course. Freddy got fingered twice at Five Nights. 
PSVR 2, not quite sure why The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners was, is number one. Maybe it was on a big sale or something. Actually, I think it was. I think it was on a sale. And uh, yeah, there's some movement there on PSVR 2, which is a good thing. It means people are, you know, buying games, that people are active. Um, so it's a good sign. And then Fortnite shooting back up to number one there after Roblox had its little moment, although it's hanging around. And uh, yeah, so that's it for the most downloaded games for the month of November. Number six, Travis. We missed these somewhat, but thought we could touch on them uh, here for a moment. The December PlayStation Plus Essential Tier games are now available to claim and download. The three titles are the awesome Arcade Racer LEGO 2K Drive for both PS4 and PS5. Very cool game. As well as Power Wash Simulator for PS4 and PS5. Alongside the free or, uh, Tomb Raider DLC and Final Fantasy 7 DLCs, which are also free. And then the third game is open world adventure game Sable for PS5. Uh, any of these interest you? Yeah, the first two are interesting. I don't know what Sable is. Sounds like a Kentucky Derby horse, but uh, it's got an interesting art style. The Sable game, it's like a almost like a hand painted, cell shaded art style, like a, like a hand painted Borderlands type of thing is what it kind of looks like. It's cool, or it looks cool anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like that you get some DLC with Power Wash Simulator. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lego Two K Drive is pretty good, isn't it? So I mean. Yeah. That's not yeah, bad. It Especially for free, I think it's solid. Yeah, I gave Lego 2K Drive an 8 out of 10 for Gaming Nexus earlier this year. It's a fun game. I mean, it can't beat free, so, well, free in quotes, but... All right, Travis, number 7. We got a lot of news nuggets here as well, of course, and uh, feel free to jump in here. First nugget, the PS5 Access Controller released this week at PlayStation Direct and select retailers for eighty nine ninety nine if you're interested, and the Pulse Wireless Earbuds released this week, or uh, what they call the Pulse Explorer, actually, I think is what they're called. They right. released this week and uh, not getting great reviews. Not getting very good Either. reviews. Huh? Either of them? No, just the earbuds came out this week and they're oh. not getting, they're not getting very good reviews. Uh, so they're really, it's, I think it's, I think it's just hard to make good earbuds. Like it's just a difficult thing. I agree. You and I were skeptical and I think it was well-founded, it seems like. But I'll, so I'll, I'll hold out for the cheaper and probably more you know, practical elite headset, the $150 one in February. All right, next nugget. Naughty Dog detailed the roguelike no return mode that's coming alongside The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered on January 19th. The mode lets you choose from a host of characters, including Joel, Ellie, Lev, and others, each with their own loadouts and skills. Players will choose their own path across runs of randomized encounters across familiar locations from the game. Between fights, you will return to a hideout to prep for the next encounter and choose the path you want to explore next. How well you do on a run will give you a score and rank you on a global leaderboard, as well as a fresh daily run each day from Naughty Dog. So uh, this sounds pretty cool. This is a nice addition, and uh, you get all this for the $10 upgrade fee uh, when, you, when you upgrade from the PS4 to the PS5 version, so I'm pretty excited about this. kind of wish it had co-op, not going to lie. Also, Modern Warfare Season 1 launched this week with a slew of new content, including the new Urzikstan map for Warzone, four new multiplayer maps, a new Zombies mission, the return of the excellent 2v2 gunfight mode, and more. Kind of excited about this, too. Everything looks looks good. The, the Warzone map is cool. Gunfight's back, which is awesome. So, uh, hoping to, to jump in this weekend some. What are the four maps the multiplayer? Are there maps we know? I don't remember if there are any classic ones. I know one of them is called Meat. Nope. <laughs> it's a new one. 
and uh, I don't remember what the other three are. Also, um, Battlefield Season 7 has two new maps, FYI. Yes, I uh, I didn't get that in the news here, but they have teased Season 7, and yeah, like you said, they said maps, plural, which is awesome. And there's a rumor, have you seen the rumor that it could be a classic map they're going to re- remake for this? I think it'll be meat. <laughs> could it be beat my meat? Oh, maybe uh, they'll bring know. out Flavella. I like the idea that they just take Call of Duty maps and Battlefield eyes. Them. Like, that would be really fun. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be very funny, actually. All right, next nugget. Resident Evil 4 Remake's VR mode is now available on PSVR 2 with a free demo on offer as well on the PlayStation Store. So, uh, you could play it if you would spend $450. Uh, speaking of <laughs> VR, Among Us VR also made its way to PSVR 2 this week for a mere $9.99. PlayStation is running its annual Season of Play holiday event that will run until January the 5th. It features free new PSN avatars, free multiplayer weekends, esports tournaments, new PlayStation Stars campaigns, discounts on PlayStation merchandise, and more. And I think there's a PS5 giveaway as well somehow that you can sign up for. The terrific-looking driving survival adventure game Pacific Drive announced that it will launch February 22nd for PS5 and PC, and I'm so stoked for this god it looks so good i can't wait does it have co-op uh no i don't believe so i wish it did i wish it also had vr yeah that'd be fun i want to drive it in my sim rig and then you just you do all everything i'm just the driver right it's i'm ryan gosling and i'm I'm driving yeah that would be cool that'd be that's actually a really good idea that's a good idea like you could drive i can control control the gadgets on the station wagon and shit Yeah, that'd be cool would be speaking of cool Toy Trains VR from a group of former super hot devs is coming to PSVR 2 on January the 16th, and it's exactly what it sounds like. And I love it. (laughs) Yeah, you build toy train sets, you test them, you run them. Yes, it's so cool. It is. It looks awesome. Looks very awesome. Also, a final and significant Cyberpunk 2077 update dropped this week, which finally brought many fan-requested features to the game, including a working Metro system the ability to bring romance partners back to your apartment to play charades, replayable street races, a gang infamy system, and much more. And it is the final content update for the game. Website Video Games Chronicle reported that Payday 3 developer Starbreeze announced that they are working on a brand new game set in the Dungeons & Dragons universe, which is interesting for them. Arthur Morgan actor Roger Clark stated on X this week that he was quote-unquote certain that Rockstar will eventually make Red Dead Redemption 3, for whatever that's worth. Not that he would know, but good to hear, nonetheless. Hopeful. Well, there were people that were certain uh, there was an alien ship behind the moon, and they all wore the same Nikes and killed, killed themselves in a studio apartment in L.A. True. <laughs> that's very true. It's very true. I never thought about it like that. I'm going to go kill myself now in my favorite Nikes. Uh, it's called self-deletion, remember? Oh, I'm going to go self-delete myself in my favorite Nikes. Uh, next, I get a new PS5 firmware update dropped this week, Travis, and it had the exciting new feature of security fixes. Also, Mortal Kombat 1 director Ed Boon stated during an event in Brazil that the game would be getting a story DLC in the near future, followed by, quote, a big surprise after that, end quote. Get ready. You have a big surprise. Also, uh, almost said World War E. What's that mean? WWE 2K24 has been raided in Brazil. Lots of shit happening in Brazil for PS4 and PS5, meaning that a reveal and release are both imminent. 
probably releasing in March, as it has in the last couple of years. Elden Ring producer Yasuhiro Kitao, Kiteo Kitao, I don't know, says that the upcoming Shadow of the Erd Tree expansion is still a little ways off, so hold your horses, all you fucking nerds. Baldur's Gate 3 released a new 30 gigabyte update this week that added a new playable epilogue as well as two new play modes, the Honor Mode and Custom Mode. Also, Disney Speedstorm launches its fifth season this week, themed around Frozen, and also tweaked multiplayer ranked for rewards. Assassin's Creed Mirage's New Game Plus mode is releasing this week, while the Permadeath mode has been delayed to early 2024. Website Games Industry reported that publisher Versus Evil founder and general manager Steve Escalante has left the company. Publisher Tiny Build has laid off up to 30% of its staff across three studios, according to reports. Electronic Arts has commissioned a round of layoffs themselves at F1 and WRC developer Codemasters this week. Insurgency Sandstorm developer New World Interactive has been hit with layoffs as well. Though the studio has said its work on the realistic military shooter will continue, including a PS5 version, allegedly. We'll see. They are uh, owned by Embracer Group, so it's just more more cuts by Embracer. Sony and PlayStation are removing purchased Discovery Television shows from its platform by the end of this month, meaning that if you bought any of it from the PlayStation Store, it will no longer be available due to licensing issues, which uh, is a fucking joke. It's crazy that you buy something and they can just take it away. I don't know. THQ Nordic has once again delayed its survival horror game Alone in the Dark to avoid staff crunching over the holidays, and it will now release on March 20th. Website Push Square reported that Armello developer League of Geeks has laid off half of its employees. Two Shadow Gambit DLC packs and free content are both out now for PS4 and PS5. The Crew Motor Vest Season 2 went live this week and will run until March a long season. It features car culture brand Hoonigan and a new Gymkhana, or and new Gymkhana areas, excuse me, as well as new playlists and 24 new vehicles over the coming months. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. Fallout 76, The Division 2, Cyberpunk 2077, Battlefield 2042, Crime Boss Rocket City, Street Fighter 6, Rainbow Six Siege, Diablo 4, and Overwatch 2. So if you've been waiting for some fixes or new content, check those out. Developer Crytek has said that Crisis 4 is still in development and that they've got a quote-unquote great team working on it. That's uh, good news, I guess. PlayStation Studios boss Herman Hulse visited Hideo Kojima at his Kojima, studio, or Kojima Productions studio recently, excuse me, as the two posed for a photo together on social media. Holst was no doubt checking in on Death Stranding 2, which is in development for PlayStation 5. And I was pretty certain we were going to see that at the Game Awards, and we didn't. So, Too bad you got overdosed. <sighs> I did. I got overdosed at the Game Awards. So, uh, Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League will be getting an offline mode after launch that will allow players to experience the campaign without an internet connection. Who doesn't have internet? Like, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm, I never understand that. I mean, even in rural America, people have internet, but fuck do I know? I guess not everybody. All right, next nugget. Website Gamatsu reported that Wo Long Fallen Dynasty's DLC called Upheaval in Xinjiang is launching December the 12th. I have no idea if I said that right. Dragon Age Dreadwolf revealed a new trailer this week with Bioware stating that a full reveal of the game 
is coming next summer. Open-world action-adventure game Outcast A New Beginning is launching March 15th for PS5. It looks dope. Fighting game DNF Duel is getting a new DLC character named Battle Mage on December the 18th. Bar Owner Simulator RPG Adventure Bar Story was announced for PS4 and PS5, and a release date was given. Imagine if you could, like, you know, on Sniper Elite, you can infiltrate people's games and kill them. Imagine if <laughs> I you did could... not know that, but okay. Oh, you can. Imagine I turned it off. Imagine if you could infiltrate the bar game as the guy from Barmageddon. You just <laughs> randomly kick in the door, start screaming about shit. Just throwing peanuts across the place. Awesome. Yeah. I thought you were going to say John Taffer for a second. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. Bar Rescue. You said Barmageddon, yeah, which is a show. Barmageddon is Is that a show? I thought yeah. maybe I made it up. No, Barmageddon is a show. Yeah, do you know who's in Armageddon but doesn't remember it? Who's that? Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Is it too soon? It is. Wow, it yeah, is. He, I he feel bad. Yeah, he doesn't remember shit about that. He's a nice guy. No, he is. Sure. He's a saint. Also, it's okay. turn-based strategy game, Crown Wars The Black Prince, has moved its launch up a week to March the 7th for PS5. Strategy game Songs of Silence will come to PS5 sometime late next year. Metroidvania side-scrolling action-adventure game Ultros will launch for PS4 and PS5 on February 13th. The game was like a fucking acid trip. Action RPG Flintlock The Siege of Dawn will launch for PS4 and PS5 next summer. Single-player action game Spine released a new gameplay trailer this week and will be releasing on PS5 at an unknown future date. It looks pretty cool. Choose-your-own-story multiplayer game Baladins has added... PS4 and PS5 versions for its early 2024 launch. Adventure game The Mermaid's Tongue was announced for unspecified consoles and will release sometime next year. Narrative adventure game Open Roads, featuring Carrie Russell and Caitlin Dever, will launch for PS4 and PS5 in February. Speaking of Caitlin Dever, there was a report today that she has been cast officially as Abby for uh, Season 2 of HBO's The Last of Us. That's interesting. Who the fuck are these people you're talking about? Carrie Russell? You know who fucking Carrie Russell is? Carrie Russell? Yeah, Carrie. Okay, look look her up. Mm. She's great. I don't think she's so. Great. She's really hot in the Americans. Anyway. Next nugget here, Llamasoft, the Jeff Minter story, was announced for PS4 and PS5, and a release date was given. She looks like um, the female version of the thing from Men in Black that pulled its skin back on its face. <laughs> Okay, now look up Caitlin Dever. It's Caitlin with a K and D-E-V-E-R. Next nugget here, turn-based roguelite dungeon crawler The Land Beneath Us will release for PS5 sometime next year. When I read that, for some reason, I was thinking of The Land Before Time in my head. The animated dinosaur movie from when we were kids. There's like 19 of them. Yeah, this girl looks like Dakota Johnson. I like Dakota Johnson, too. I don't know. She looks like Epstein had her on an island. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Where are we? Yes. Side-scrolling roguelite action game Have a Nice Death is now available for PS4 and PS5. It's Travis's favorite game. Also, the Taiwanese Game Rating Board has a new listing for 1999 PS1 classic title Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace for both PS4 and PS5, meaning that the title is heading to PlayStation Plus Premium in the near future. Maybe even this month. Genshin Impact version 4.3 is launching December the 20th and will introduce the 
Fontanalia Festival. Fontanalia Festival. And uh, Narrative Robbery Gone Wrong Adventure Game As Dusk Falls, once an Xbox exclusive, is now coming to PS4 and PS5 on March the 7th. RPG Ark Knights Enfield has added a PlayStation 5 version and it's launching sometime next year. And finally, Travis Gamatsu reported that post-apocalyptic photography simulator Yumarangi Generation is coming to PS4, PS5, and PSVR 2 on April the 18th. And that is all for the news this week. And I want to turn it over to Travis's, turn it over to Travis's, turn it over to Travis for this week's new games, which is have uh, which is in, a, in an even different format God than the last it. time we did this because Square has quit uh, putting it out. So I just had to find it wherever I can find it. So this is for the entire week, uh, basically for the last week since November the 27th. Anyway, take it away. How, did, how was your stroke? Uh, pretty good. Pretty okay, good stroke. Good. I guess sure. <laughs> All right, we got Animalistic, Last Man on Earth, which I like this better. It's in alphabetical order anyway. Okay. Yeah, it is. Arashi, Castles of Sin, The Final Cut. Arcade Archives Scramble Edition, Arcadian Atlas, Big Adventure, Trip to Europe 5 Collector's Edition, Born of Bread, oh, that? Car Parking and Driving Simulator 2024, Crisscross, Dog, Gangs of Sherwood, which I assume is about Robin Hood. Correct. Hades Star, Dark Nebula, which doesn't make sense. Hades wouldn't have a star. No, that's what you call your huge anus, though. Dark Nebula. Big chocolate starfish. <laughs> Hammer Watch 2. Mm-hmm. Have a Nice Death. Hoodie Survivor. Mm-hmm. Mote Solo. No Girlfriend Since Birth. Pinball M. Revenge of the Ronin. Mm-hmm. Raidlom. Raidlom. Mm-hmm. It's like a Nor- Norwegian town. Uh, Rush Rally Origins, Ships Simulator, Santa's Chimney Quest, okay. Steam World Build, Stories in Glass Winter, Tested on Humans Escape Room. That sounds fun. The Lord of the Rings Return to Moria. This means warp. <laughs> Why is that fun? <laughs> That's good. Truck and Logistics Simulator. Fuck's sake. Lot Lizard DLC coming soon. <laughs> Turok 3 <laughs> Shadow of Oblivion Remastered. Oh. Uh, While the Iron's Hot and Yahtzee. <laughs> Yahtzee. And that's all for the new games. It's a little bit from last week, a little bit from this week. You know, we're doing the best we can here. Doing the best we can. So, yeah, so. It's all for the new games. Let's start to wrap the show up here, Travis, like we always do, by discussing what we've been playing and anything we're looking forward to. And uh, I don't think you've been playing much, but what have you been playing? Uh, I was just playing my dick. <laughs> I got my on my dick. I'm struggling my dick right now. I'm a freak for real. Uh, all I played was, um, I played FC. I was going to play Call of Duty, but then it didn't download because I ran out of space and I had to delete shit. So then I, instead of playing that, I played um, FC. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's about it. I mean, the game, the game is, uh, it's like any sports game. If you don't play a sports game for like five years and then you play it, it's great. Sure. There's there's wonky stuff. Like, I I did a cross and 
the ball went through one of my legs and then I kicked it with my other leg. It's like, you know, there's just weird, very odd things like that. Or it still does the thing where like, like randomly the computer will just be unstoppable. And there's like a legitimate thing. I watched a video about it and it like FIFA started doing it in like 18 or 19, but it's like called like adjusted difficulty or something like that. And it's like, it's like, I don't know that it's officially written, but people who are close to the game are like, yeah, it's it basically like the game basically can randomly adjust the difficulty. So if it feels like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you've played a game before where you can't score. And then if you hit the rematch button, you'll win five Oh, it's like, it'll, right. it'll adjust the difficulty occasionally. And apparently there's certain triggers it sees. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how it works, but like I was playing earlier and, um, who was I playing? I, I was playing. Um, I beat Man City like three zero, but like it wasn't like oh I won three zero. It was like I barely won by three zero. And then right. I played Walsall in a cup game, and it took everything I had to beat them one nothing. It's like yeah, it just decides to be difficult sometimes. So yeah, it happens to me too. I don't. Yeah, it's interesting to read these theories about how people people that are close to the game and the reviewers talk about this adjusted difficulty which I'm, it's always been a thing I think because I remember in say football being like that I remember even 2k would do that sometimes like the computer would just go on a 20 to nothing run and, and you'd miss layups it's like yeah. it's it's doing something right I do so, remember that yeah it seems like a competitive they're trying to build it in like a competitive trigger and it just doesn't really work Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I played some FC twenty four as well. I actually played quite a bit. I've been playing on PlayStation Portal mostly when I play FC um in the living room. But was kind of hanging out in there for several days and uh made it through League Two, got promoted to League One with Bradford City. So we're up there now and I've got like ten million dollars to spend. Uh oh. Um, naturally I didn't spend any of it. I, instead I went out and got a couple of free agents. <laughs> there was a, there was a lad, a 21 year old right winger from Romania. Uh, so I signed him. He's like a 72, 74. It's crazy. Then I signed a center back who's 20 from Ireland. He's a 68. Uh, so he's, he's fun. So just kind of, you know, adding to the team a little bit, but don't like want to lose my identity. Don't want to, you know, get rid of everybody or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, it's fun. So I'm in League One now. Can't remember if I've played any games or not, to be honest with you. I think I've played some cup games, but yeah. So still enjoying that, trying to get to the Premier League. Also, I did buy Madden 24 on sale. Uh, it was on sale for like 30 bucks, I think, one of these recent sales. And I've uh, been playing that a little bit off and on. And I, I really dig it. I'm not going to lie. I really dig it. I've just been playing uh, Ultimate Team pretty much. Uh, I haven't played a whole lot. And then I am going to start a franchise with the uh, Titans probably. Mm-hmm. And uh, check that out. But I, I enjoy the game. It's How do I've you been do away. The passing? I did. I didn't do the classic. I did the one where it focuses on power, not not aiming. Does that make sense? Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. So like you could do like choose aiming, you could choose power. So I chose the one where you control the power of the pass, basically. So uh, that seems to work good for me. But I've been away from Madden long enough that everything feels different to me. So I I think that's why I'm enjoying it. Like, you know, the gameplay feels fresh, the animations, all that type of stuff. So uh, yeah, I like it. 
Have you done the one yet where you like tackle a dude and body slam him for no reason? <laughs> no, but that's happened to me. It's, it's fucking <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, somebody did that to me. I've been playing a, a PSVR 2 game that I don't think I can talk about yet. Uh, it's not out yet. It's a, it's a review game. And then I have played a little bit of uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. That game, I think, is going to be right up my alley. I played about 45 minutes of it. First of all, it's fucking gorgeous. It looks so fucking good on PS5. It's ridiculous. Um, and then so far, the, the gameplay and the combat is, is, is cool, what I've seen of it so far. So I'm excited to get back to it. Got to get through a couple of review games that I'm working on. And then I'll get back to Avatar, but really looking forward to doing so. Actually, there's a shit ton of stuff that I want to play right now. I want to play Avatar. I want to play Modern Warfare 3. I want to play FIFA. I want to play Fortnite. Uh, I want to play the finals. <laughs> uh, they're just too fucking much to play right now, to be honest. So got some time coming off, coming up to be off from work around the holidays. So maybe I can play a little bit then. And, and your review season is about to die down for a few weeks and there's not going to be you know very much if any video game news so that'll uh, give me some time to focus on what matters most which is playing video games of course yeah so that's uh it for me it's it for travis it's it for the show we're back we made it back after all that time all that all that bullshit going on we survived we made it so it's good to be back and a nice beefy show for you folks so if you enjoyed it again don't forget to subscribe to get a new episode delivered every Monday on your podcast service or the YouTube. Uh, we very much appreciate if you can leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening. Helps out quite a bit. As would a like or comment or subscription as well on YouTube. Very helpful. If you want to chat PlayStation with us or anything that we've discussed on the show this week, just find us on social media. We go by at the DualSense pod pretty much everywhere, including X, where we spend most of our time. I am terminally on Twitter. I'm uh I'm there all the time. So just hit me up. Love to hear from you and uh, talk games. So without any further ado, we'll get out of here. Thank you for listening as always. Have a great week and we'll talk at you next time. Bye-bye.